Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And if you've been with us in virtual legality for a while, you know there's nothing I like better than a big, juicy merger or acquisition rumor. Today we have something a little bit better, although not a lot. We're going to talk about why that is as we go over it. But as you can see from both the thumbnail and the image on your screen, we're talking about corporate Mortal Kombat. And yes, before anyone mentions it, we're also going to be talking about primarily WB Games, since this is a focused gaming channel, as well as a business and law one. And this is, in fact, the poster for the movie of Mortal Kombat. But frankly, it made a better picture for the thumbnail. So you can stow your comments. You know who you are. Let's talk about what was actually announced today. AT&T to spin off HBO, other Warner Media assets, in a huge deal with Discovery, what went wrong? The headline news item from the Los Angeles Times. Three years ago, AT&T Inc. marched into Hollywood with big ambitions to be a 21st century media colossus, connecting its booming cell phone business with legendary media properties, HBO, the Warner Brothers Film and TV Studio, and Turner Channels, including cable news juggernaut CNN. Now... The company is retreating from those plans and retreating very, very quickly insofar as the details of all of this are coming in fast and furious as people report on them. And we still don't know what we don't know on all of this. My favorite article actually describing what it is that we do know, which is very little, is actually from Axios and author Sarah Fisher here who says, AT&T spins off Warner Media, forming new media behemoth with Discovery. AT&T and Discovery have agreed to create a joint venture. Keep track of that term, joint venture. We're going to talk about it in just a second. That would house Warner Media's premium entertainment, sports, and news assets with Discovery's nonfiction and international entertainment and sports businesses the companies announced on Monday. So you're going to see this reported in a couple of places as a purchase, as a sale. I even used it in the thumbnail. Was Warner Brother Games just sold? The overall legal answer to that is no. No matter what happens in what we're talking about, this isn't a sale as we think about it. This isn't AT&T just moving their assets into some third party's hands. AT&T will continue to have a significant ownership interest in what this is, and we'll talk about what that interest will be. But in a joint venture, you've got two giant companies that come together, they create a third company, and they pour assets into it, and they decide exactly how it's going to be led. And then both of those two original big companies take an ownership interest in the third company, which means, yes, it was sold. You've moved certain aspects of how your assets are operating and how they make money, but you haven't cut ties with it completely. So what's happening here in broad strokes is that AT&T is getting out of the content manufacturing business. They have decided that they're not good at it. It's not their core competency. What they are good at is selling cell phones and broadband access and doing all those kinds of things. And the actual content that goes along those lines that they're selling, well, that should be directed by someone else. Or as Axio says, why it matters, it's a major course correction by AT&T. The deal essentially confirms shareholder fears that the company's $85 billion merger with Time Warner three years ago was not fully baked. That's right, three years ago. And if you can't recall the stories from just three years ago, there were concerns about antitrust laws being violated, about Time Warner and AT&T becoming too big for the government or anybody else to handle. And three years later, this kind of thing happened. Very often, the market does in fact solve these kinds of things, even if there are places 
for regulations to be involved with. And of course, I'm talking about things like Epic versus Apple and the big tech lawsuits that are going to be coming both this year and in the years to come. Details on this story, though. The new company will be led by Discovery President and CEO David Zaslav, with a management team and top operational and creative leadership from both companies. Jason Kalar will remain as CEO of Warner Media. Now, that's an interesting detail in and of itself. Jason Kalar was not that old of a CEO in terms of how long he'd been operating Warner Media, and he was reorganizing it. We're going to talk about exactly why folks thought that meant something for WB Games last fall, and it turns out that it really doesn't. But it also means if you think about what's happening here, all the assets of Warner Media are going to be going into this joint venture. Jason Kalar is the CEO of nothing back at the mothership, and he's very likely to either be out the door or finding himself a new position within the AT&T company. Instead, Discovery's president and CEO will be taking over for content creation with really all of Warner Media. The new company plans to spend around $20 billion in content, which is more than Netflix currently does. That's interesting, and it apparently was arrived at by the fact that Discovery and Warner Media spend more than that right now. Of course, there will be synergies to use some business school talk and other things to leverage the core competencies of the various companies and what they do, but they are going to spend a lot of money, which helps to give a little bit of understanding for why this happened, right? You've got Disney out there, you've got Netflix out there, and you had Discovery with 13 billions in market cap and however many millions of subscribers, and you have HBO Plus with however many millions of subscribers, and when you're fighting the juggernauts, the behemoths like Netflix and Disney, it often makes sense to combine your forces, to get these two armies together and hopefully combat those two bigger media companies with that combined asset base. So you can see why consolidation happens in industries like media when the market looks like it does with respect to streaming right now. The new company's board of directors will have 13 members. Seven will be appointed by AT&T, six appointed by Discovery. AT&T is leading this joint venture. AT&T's shareholders will receive stock representing 71% of the new company, and Discovery shareholders will own 29%. So just kind of back of the envelope math, it suggests that what AT&T and Warner Media is contributing to this joint venture in terms of content and assets and intellectual property is double or more the value of what Discovery is contributing. But AT&T doesn't want to be in the business of actually making these things anymore. So they're handing over the creative reins to the Discovery folks. It's actually a little bit worse than double because as we scroll down here, we actually see that HBO got more than just that 71% interest in the joint venture. The deal will help AT&T pay down a massive amount of debt that it accrued from expensive deals over the years, including DirecTV and Time Warner. In conjunction with the Warner Media spinoff, which is what they're calling this joint venture right now because they didn't give it a name, AT&T will receive $43 billion in a combination of cash, debt securities, and Warner Media's retention of certain debt. Tearing that apart a little bit, some of it will be cash. I don't know if there's that much cash to actually move over to AT&T as part of this deal. A lot of it will be notes, promissory notes that the joint venture will promise to AT&T. And then Warner Media, the assets are actually currently burdened with a certain amount of debt. And the joint venture has agreed to take it off of AT&T's balance sheet to take it on. And when we look at that from an accounting perspective, that's valuable to AT&T. We had debt today. We don't have debt tomorrow. That was worth something to us. So they contribute Warner Media. They get 71% of the entity. They get control of the board of directors and they get $43 billion in value, whether that's in cash directly into their accounts, promissory notes, 
or just the fact that they're clearing debt off their balance sheet. AT&T will be getting out of content entirely, focusing more on mobility with plans to more than double its current fiber footprint. AT&T has been selling off assets to alleviate debt. It spun off its video assets into a joint venture this year. It also offloaded smaller assets like its streaming service, Crunchyroll, and its wireless operations in Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. What you are watching with AT&T is a massive divestiture of what was a conglomerate, a consolidation of all sorts of different industries, and a look at the AT&T business model being, let's get back down to what it is that we do well and not just have our hands in all of these various different pies. So they're getting rid of everything when it comes to content creation. What's next? The transaction is expected to close mid-next year. Subject to regulatory and board approvals, Zaslav said the new venture's name will be announced later this week or next week. And that's important because what does that paragraph tell you? This announcement came really, really quickly. Usually when you have an announcement of this size and scope and importance, you've got a name for the joint venture. You've got a name for what their primary product might be. Does HBO Max and Discovery Plus, are they merging together? We don't know. What is it that your business model is actually going to be? And what are the specifics of the cash changing hands and things like that? We don't know. A whole year in terms of closing means that we're not that close to actually finalizing a whole number of details as Sarah Fisher actually points out here. Notable, David Zaslav says, we do have a name and we'll announce it later this week or early next week. Seems like this was a rushed announcement. Bizarre to me to announce without the name, only to debut the name later in the week. Sounds like there's probably a legal issue or concern that isn't fully sorted out, whether that's a third party with potential rights, whether that's PR and marketing, trying to figure out between a couple of choices, what's gonna work best for them. They are not fully done with this deal which is one of the reasons why a number of people flagged this for me to talk about, and I'm trying to wait for more information, wound up making this video to talk to you about what we know right now, but I wanted to wait for more information because none of the specifics that you would expect for a deal of this scope or size is actually out there in the world. Now to talk about W Games specifically, because that's why I wanted to make this video in its entirety, what people were flagging me about, I wanna go back to August of 2020 where we had this report from The Hollywood Reporter, Bob Greenblatt, Kevin Riley out amid major Warner Media restructuring. You have the first appearance of Jason Kalar, who we were just talking about, is probably out himself at Warner Media, going through and explaining that he's reorganizing the whole company. He issued a memo, which a lot of people read, because of the gift that is the internet. We have what I believe is one of the greatest opportunities in the history of media which is to deliver our beloved stories and experiences directly to hundreds of millions of consumers across the globe. Earning this ambitious future won't come easy. To do so, I believe it is vital that we change how we are organized, that we simplify, and that we act boldly and with urgency. And if you're reading between the lines now, especially with hindsight being 2020, you can see that his directive from the board and from AT&T in general was to streamline, was to get back to what we do well. Now he was in charge of content. And so he had all of these streamlining moves. And one of the things that got reported on in the game industry was the notion that WB Games that had then been thought to potentially be moving, that its assets might be sold because AT&T and Warner had been in the process of spinning off all these assets was locked in now because of this reorganization. I took to virtual legality at the time and said, no, no, no. When you have a reorganization like this, it is more likely, not less, 
that your assets are actually going to move out the door. You are framing things in packages to be sold. That is what that reorganization looked like from the beginning to me. And I made a video about it. I did follow it up with a video the month after, which said that AT&T was putting the brakes on potentially selling it to a third party, which they inevitably did. But as of today, we now see that Warner Brothers and the Warner Media Group in its entirety was something that AT&T was really willing to divest itself of, which leads us to Stephen Totillo this afternoon saying the following, WB Games is getting broken up somehow due to AT&T's Warner Media Discovery sale slash merger. It's a joint venture. It's really neither, but it's fine. Some of the gaming arm will stay with AT&T and some will go with the new company, Reptiles Axios' Sarah Fisher. No further info, WB Games lists 11 studios, games for all kinds of IP and devices. Credit goes to at Loudmouth Julia at IGN, who I think got there first. The tweet is unavailable because she wound up making an article for IGN. What does the Warner Media and Discovery deal mean for you? Sounds like a useful article. Unfortunately, she doesn't have a lot more information than what we have already learned. Does this mean Discovery now owns Warner Media? No, it's a merger, not a straight acquisition. And it's not a merger. It's a contribution of assets to a joint venture. Again, it's fine. Discovery will steer the new venture, meaning Zaslav will stay in place as CEO. Think of it like Viacom CBS a little bit. Two companies now exist as one under one leadership. And again, we just have to be terribly clear here. AT&T isn't going anywhere. Technically speaking, sounds like the Warner Media Group is going to live in some shell form at AT&T. Discovery itself isn't going anywhere. Discovery times Warner is going to be a new third company that has that 71% and 29% ownership at its parent companies of the new content creation engine. So it's a merger of assets. It's a merger of talent. It's not actually a merger of companies. Is HBO Max merging with Discovery Plus? Zaslav told journalists today that his team is going to look at what product strategy works best for them. Means they might combine. There might be two products. There might be three products. Who knows? Chances are, I would be willing to bet that this was designed to allow them to combine their assets in such a way that they would be able to successfully compete with Netflix and Disney, but we don't know. And even if it was designed that way, you can still have people making silly decisions that don't maximize their bottom line revenue. That happens with businesses all the time, like say buying all of the Time Warner assets and then selling them off three years later at half price. So is anything happening right away? For us general consumers who spend $15 a month on HBO Max and $7 a month on Discovery Plus? Nope. You're not going to open those streaming apps and have them change. Nobody knows what's going to happen. All right, well, let's talk about the content itself. How about Warner Brothers? I suspect, says the author here, that Warner Brothers is going to see an increase in investment. Zaslav brought up Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, as well as all the other IP that Warner Brothers owns, multiple times in the press conference and subsequent interviews on CNBC and CNN, which notably will be owned, CNN, by the new joint venture as part of the Warner Media Group. Does that mean more DC movies? Maybe. Who knows? Zaslav touted that Warner Media and Discovery currently spend $20 billion a year, that we talked about, combined on content. That's more than Netflix. But certainly these two companies are intending to realize some sort of savings on what their spend was against each other. So we'll have to see on that. How about DC Comics? It's still part of Warner Brothers, which is part of Warner Media. So Discovery does not own DC Comics. DC Comics is now part of a new company that is being run by Discovery's CEO and will combine Warner Media content with Discovery content. This is massively easier to talk about 
Warner, AT&T, Discovery, whoever's listening to Virtual Legality today, if you name your joint venture, that's why so many people are getting confused about what is even being said here, where I think the author is being pretty clear about what is intended here. But again, it's joint venture, it's JV, it's whatever you want to call this thing, is going to own the Warner Media assets. And AT&T is still going to be able to make some calls. They're still going to control the board of directors of this joint venture, but they're not going to be running the day-to-day. They're handing off that responsibility for creative making of things over to the team that currently runs Discovery. Okay, what about Warner Brothers Interactive? This one is a little more confusing. AT&T told IGN that part of Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment will be sold off, but not all. WBIE, what we usually consider WB Games, lists 11 different game studios. This includes everything from Warner Brothers Games to NetherRealm Studios. In fact, we can go, we can look at this. We've looked at it before, but we see Avalanche, Monolith, NetherRealm, Rocksteady, Traveler's Tales, and their family of entities, and then the WB Games family of entities themselves. They make Batman. They make Mortal Kombat. They're currently working on Hogwarts Legacy. They have big games, but... They're tied up in intellectual property. One of the things we talked about with why it was so difficult to sell this to a third party in its entirety was because when you in-license intellectual property, whether it's DC Comics, which is still parented in your same enterprise, whether it's DC Comics or Harry Potter or whatever else it might be, you've got contracts between two or more entities that say things like, if you sell this contract, if you have a change of control, very bad things could happen with respect to that intellectual property. So when you see an answer like this, one of the things that comes into my head as a corporate attorney is, I wonder if that doesn't suggest a certain stickiness of the intellectual property licenses that were already signed. Even if it does, however, even if there's a split in how Warner Brothers Interactive actually operates and half of them go to the joint venture and half of them stay with AT&T, Chances are the half that are staying with AT&T are having that happen to them because of some outside force, whether it's contractual, legal, who knows? It could be a tax write-off for all we know from the outside, but AT&T has expressed now specifically that they don't want to be in the business of content creation anymore, at least not directly. So as soon as they can get those things out, whether it's to a third party, Microsoft, whomever, completely, or to their joint venture, I would expect even those entities that are currently staying within AT&T to be moved out. And ideally, if you're trying to keep the entire family together here, if that's useful to you and the structure that is involved with these two companies, you would have them essentially kind of come out to the joint venture as their legal requirements allowed them to do so. Or On the other hand, you might have one entity or more, whether it's NetherRealm or Rocksteady, that you think just has a better market value, that sells better, that when you shopped it to Microsoft and you had those conversations, that was what they were really interested in. And if you actually separate them, you might be able to get a higher premium on the sales price. And that might be why you're splitting them off. Just like if you were to auction off all of the assets in your old family home because you're having an estate sale. Sometimes the auctioneers come in and they combine certain things in order to make them attractive and they separate out other things to make them attractive, all in an effort to get the most money, the highest return on investment for their clients. That could be what's happening here as well. The problem is this announcement with no name and no details also doesn't have any details on what's happening with Warner Brothers, which companies are staying, which companies are going. 
So from a legal perspective here in virtual legality, the important thing to remember is that even after all this happens, AT&T is still in control. They didn't sell it off to a third party, but they are getting out of the business of content creation. And there is going to be a new boss in town because Mr. Kalar appears to be on his way out. The discovery folks are on their way in. And that could mean something for what content is approved, what these companies actually wind up making, what movies are made. We just don't know. Or as IGN says here, what does that mean for my favorite game? Well, there's a good chance that a lot of those will continue, especially if they bleed into Warner Brothers' top intellectual property. Other studios might not work on games with one-to-one ties to Warner Media IP. For example, TT Games, Traveler's Tales, Lego Games. Warner Media doesn't have close ties with Lego. Universal does. If you're looking to sell some studios, I imagine you start there. And in Frank's, I don't think she knows, I don't know what it is that you're looking to sell here. So it's an open question, but certainly this is a big bit of news across the media landscape. Honestly, WB Games is not the driver to all of this happening, but still, if you like those games, if you love the Batman Arkham games or the Mortal Kombats and the Injustice games, then this has a very high likelihood of changing some or all of the output of those studios as we watch things filter out. So I will certainly be keeping track of this. I hope you are keeping track of this. If you see anything that you want my commentary on or that something is pops up in the news that I don't see on this, let me know. I'm always more than happy to take DMs or messages that tell me when something like this happens. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you like talking about the business and law of video games, please consider supporting the channel. We've got a Patreon Streamlab store. We could not do all of this without patrons and supporters like you. If none of that works for you, totally understand. Just consider subscribing, ringing the bell, upvotes, downvotes, comments, and all the rest, and telling your friends that we're here. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.